You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Correct, you're in here. Stadium time is 8.50 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and Troopers. I'm Drew Croson, at Cinecrow2 on Twitter, at Cinecrow on Venmo. To one side of me, the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for showing up late to the pod. Oh, come on. I was making a smoothie. Shirtless. (laughs) To the other side of me. Giving you full Fort pain ASMR. The chief is here. I like that. <laughs> chief is excited because he is the fantasy Premier League champion for a fantasy Premier League that most of the participants forgot they were in. <laughs> But he's the champ. I didn't forget. I, I didn't forget. I just, I didn't know. I, I, I kind of forgot that it, so I, I didn't know it was still going on after the coronavirus, but, but apparently it was. But I'll give him his due. Congratulations, Chief. You won. Because there were people who did care on their plan. Uh, he went, Chief, you've gone, you've got mute on me. Yeah, you went, Hello. Chief, I'm back. Chief. I'm back. Here we go. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was, there was a big old asterisk next to that. I'll, I'll take an asterisk. But uh, the uh, the thing that happened was the Fantasy Premier League, the official Fantasy Premier League site is awful at everything. And when the season ended, they just, instead of pausing everything, they just kept it going. So there, everybody was like zero to zero, zero to zero, zero to zero. Uh, and then when it picked back up, they were like, oh, yeah, you're uh, head-to-head leagues. Well, you'll have to restart those. And if you want to finish it out, which doesn't make any sense, doesn't really work. Right. You wouldn't be playing the same people. It, it was messed up. So I had to go back and manually figure out the scores for everybody from each week. Cause it did, it still kept tracking them. Um, you could tell some people didn't care. Some of those people probably wouldn't have cared uh, <laughs> if it had continued on anyway. Right. But the top like three or four people in the league still were still trying obviously, cause they were playing different things in there, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, this is the either my second or third year straight, but I've won almost every year that I've played. So. I've never won a fantasy league in any sport that I've ever participated in. I think that's pertinent to today's show. Um, I think that I won last week's fantasy basketball drafts. I really don't understand how anybody's going to score points against my team. But, but we'll there's no sports. Well... <laughs> I will say I feel bad because the curse of Crow is, is still real in that when I wrote the article about Auburn women's soccer just tearing it up, they, mm. they like immediately lost like three straight conference games. And then 
I've written, I've written other articles about teams being really good and they've been bad. And I wrote an article about my beloved Hurricanes of Wellington, New Zealand, and how I, they're my super rugby team of choice. And I, I opined about the greatness of uh, Lua Mate, my favorite, my favorite player on the team. And then he breaks his freaking arm <laughs> that night oh. in a game. Yeah, uh, the curse of Crow. In a, <laughs> it's real. But I'll tell you this much, they won the dadgum game. Um, he's out the rest of the year. They brought in, they're bringing in another guy from, uh, from the past who was playing in France, but the French league isn't happening. So he's re-signing with the Highlanders. I mean, with the, with the hurricanes, but fair enough, guys, they went in there and beat the, the hated crusaders, uh, in the crusaders park. And they haven't lost a game there since 2016. That is a four year straight home winning streak. Broken the night Crow wrote the article about them. So I would say that's that's the curse of Crow being completely gone done away with. Because the crew the, the hurricanes like went in there and got the power w. for good. I mean there's some things that we could be, you know, moving well, away from if you just wrote in support of. Well maybe I, it would help. I wrote in support of October the tenth too, and I'm I want to plug that as well. October the tenth, two thousand twenty. If everything that is currently scheduled goes through as scheduled will be the greatest sports day in the history of the world. Okay. Saturday. It's not going to go through. Sat. Well, chief, I know not that it's not Saturday, <laughs> October the 10th. Uh, Crow's going to wake up early because this year, the Italia Italian cycling race will be on probably the second most important cycling race in the world behind the Tour de France. Right after that premier league football, will be on team, on my TV. The second that ends, 11 o'clock, or probably noon, big noon Saturday, OU Texas will grace my TV screen. That will come to a close, and I'll put on Auburn, Georgia. And at the end of that, I'll put on a potential game six of the NBA Finals. Interesting. I'm a, my mind will be blown with sports. It'll be sports, drinking sports out of a fire hydrant the whole day. Now, there so will also be baseball I, I going like on, I believe. You might get a basketball game unless yeah. it ends in five. Isn't the Masters supposed to be happening that weekend? And that no, might be. November. Oh, okay. okay. There, well, probably is, Bowl, there probably right? is some golf. There's probably some golf event, and there's probably some baseball shenanigans. Oh, no. Baseball will be canceled. Don't you worry. Well, Ryan, if everything goes according to what it is scheduled to go, this will be the day. The nexus now, of the sports universe. Ryan, they're just going to cancel the Marlins. That's all. They've already told the Marlins they have to. They the Marlins have, basically have been trying to cancel the Marlins for a while. Yeah, yeah, you're out, Marlins. See you later. They legitimately should force the Marlins to forfeit the next month of games. Yeah, just give everybody a win. Because the Marlins knew they had a guy with multiple guys with the virus and played anyway. It's like they were trying to sabotage the season. Hmm. I guess if you don't have a season. You can't finish the last one league, so. True. <laughs> National League teams, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> They're just that mad about the DH. That they are. Like, no, just forget it. We're not playing. Hey, apparently that's going to happen next year anyway. Not if I have anything to do with I mean, it. Regardless of the virus or not, they're putting the DH in. Mm-mm-mm. Baseball players should learn how to play the game. <laughs> no. Hitting is fun. Chicks dig the long ball. All right, today's episode. Exactly, pitchers hitting the long ball. They dig it. (laughs) 
Anyway, go ahead. Today's episode is a fantasy football draft. So, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong here, but each team on a fantasy football team receives a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then a wide receiver, tight end, running back combo? Flex. Flex? Is it one? Do you get one running back or two? We're going to do two. I mean, it it depends on the league you're in, but generally you're going to get two. Okay, so we get a quarterback, two running backs, a tight end, two wideouts, and a flex? Sure. That's seven offensive players. Honestly, if we're talking about Auburn receivers, we might just want to cut it to one. No, let's do two. Two. <laughs> All right, so seven offensive players, and then we're going to choose a defense slash special teams. That's important. And we're going to choose a kicker. Wait, so it's just a defense, not a defense and special teams? No, you get... Do we get the punt returner? Yes, is that, is that you get punt okay. return and kickoff return in those in those. Well, why don't we just Why don't we just take punt returner, kick returner? Just say that. Well, say that as a separate thing from the defense. Chief, I would do that if that wasn't how every family's football league in the world worked. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Some of them do punt return, kick return separate from the defense, right? All right, we can do that, and then we'll just draft him on Washington. Whoever gets him first wins. (laughs) All right, let's do something real quick uh, to make sure this is fair. Let's all pick a number, and then I will ask somebody in the Slack to also pick a number. Whoever's closest will go first. I hope somebody's online. <clears throat> a number we between, can map long enough. A number between one and ten. Oh. Seven. Uh Go nine. Ahead, nine. That number's close to my heart. Uh I'll take two after uh our beloved. Uh who? So let's see. Cam Newton. Oh, okay. Thought about Derek Jeter. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's the one tanking the baseball season. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> so he's your beloved, I guess, but <laughs> you realize that if baseball doesn't if you're college football you have to be rooting so hardcore for baseball to work because if it doesn't work there's no chance 15,000 college football players can make it a full season see seven's right, so not fair looks like I Chief is going to pick first seven again. is not fair that's the number everybody picks one to ten it's three plus four, brother. I know it is. Seven. Is it also rounded up from a certain number? No. No. Oh. What it is is a. It's the perfect number. It's the number of completion. Mm, no, there were fourteen generations from Adam until the exile to Babylon, and then fourteen generations from the exile to Babylon to the birth of Christ. If you're a, uh, um, what is it? Uh, if you're into numerology. Yeah. Well, so since I get to go first, <laughs> again, I'll be taking Cameron Jarrell Newton at quarterback. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough to beat already off, <laughs> off the bat. Chief going quarterback in the first round. <laughs> when he's on the board, you take him. All right, Crow, uh, I think you said nine, didn't you? Yeah, I was wrong. It was 14 generations from from Adam to David, 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and then 14 from the Babylon exile to Christ. That's that's the that's the way it works. 21 generations, Matthew, in the first chapter of Matthew. 
Um, I know that, by the way. I, I know that because I'm an ordained minister. But I also know that because <laughs> I found out from Josh Black that there is an audiobook recording of Johnny Cash reading the New Testament. Oh, yeah. Did, I've got a, have you listened to it oh, already? I started it today. Hence, Matthew 1. I got I to get into it. It is, it is perfection. It's the greatest thing I've ever listened to. Um, all right, so my first pick. Who's on the board? Everybody, minus Cam. Everybody Davis. except for Cam. Oh, man. Uh, Carlos Rogers would be a wasted pick, wouldn't it? Because it's not you even... Just gotta, you're just picking the 0-4 defense? No, I'm not picking the 0-4 defense. Or I guess you could put him at running back or receiver. No, 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 no. I'm going to take um, Bo Jackson yeah, at running I think back. That's, I think that's hoping you were going to let him slip. You got to go. <laughs> a little well, I know, but I was trying to figure out how many touchdowns he had. Cause if it's a fantasy football draft, you want the guy who's just poaching touchdowns. I almost took Carl Stewart because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Lester, dude, yeah. scored a touchdown like every drive. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the two top picks are pretty obvious, I think. Mm-hmm. And I figured Cam and Bo would be one and two. Um, do, do I take the other Heisman winner on the board or probably the best player on the board? Yeah, I'm going to take Cadillac. Okay. Mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have called that the best player on the board, but okay. Your opinion? Got to get that anchor at a running back. It's a snake draft. Oh, so I get to go again. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. it stinks uh, for me. So I don't. I don't get the. I never get the two picks in a row this this time. Yeah, that was me last week. Okay, do I go running back? Running back. No, see, there's only one receiver that's. Worth taking this high, I think, and I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger there. Terry Beasley, it is. Oh yeah, great pick. Now, okay, we got to talk about this. Are these players? And this is not a slide to Terry Beasley. Am I thinking of this as these players are playing in a regulation football game? Seven in on seven. Two thousand and twenty. Uh, when they are at their prime, and do they get a chance to like lift weights? Sure, let's say 2020 amount. And then this is for the 2021 football season. Sure, and like, does does Terry Beasley get like a chance to be a 21st century athlete with 21st century nutrition and lifting? Because otherwise, I'm not drafting anybody pre 1985. Bo Jackson's the only thing close to. (laughs) Nobody is coming close because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. There are guys who won the national championship for Auburn in 1957 that wouldn't have started for Vestavia Hills High School last year. <laughs> and that's just because the nutrition and lifting weights and stuff. That's my hot take, by the way. You put them in a time machine, they're not playing. Uh, it's not really a hot take, is it? They're I mean, not playing. They're not, they're not big enough. Athletes are better than athletes 50 years ago. I'm not drafting some 210-pound offensive guard. It's not going to happen. You do that and run, uh, run wing tee. All right, so who's driving? Is it my turn again? So this is back to you, Crow. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to get the Auburn media guy pulled up. Um, it is way too long. Kirk. <laughs> I'm doing this sans notes. I'm just going off the, off off the, the cuff with this one. I know, but I don't want to say anything stupid, which I know I'm going to. 
That's the thing. If it helps a little bit, I'll go ahead and share the uh, the draft tracker I've got going. No, no, no. I think we need a massive punishment for drafting the same player twice. <laughs> like, if somebody drafts a player that I've already drafted, they should lose a pick or something like that. So it should be a big punishment if I do it because I'm actually keeping track of it. Well, yeah, if you do it, you should lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's my turn. Uh, I've got Bo Jackson on my team. So obviously I can do whatever I want running the football. Um, Let's see. You could put Bo at quarterback. I could put Bo at quarterback. And Gus Malzahn offense, Bo Jackson at quarterback, is the greatest player who's ever played the game at any position. Um, I firmly believe that. Think about that. He's running a <laughs> running a, a, a wildcat with Bo Jackson, who can throw the ball through a through a, a crab apple through a screen door. <laughs> Does Bo still have to pirouette when he takes a snap, or, or no? I mean, Bo is a, a, a Bo wants. is a quarterback in high school right now. Like, if he was in a high school athlete right now, he would be a quarterback. Like, yeah, because he plays baseball. He'd be a quarterback. He. What's funny is he may not, because of that, he may not get the looks. Like he may end up at some other smaller school, or all the SEC schools try to recruit him as a defensive back or some crap like that instead of instead of you know taking him as a. Well, that's the thing because he he didn't go to a big school. I mean, Auburn. No, 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 in high school. Oh, right. Well, he went to Bessemer. Right? Did he? I know he's from Bessemer, but I didn't think he. Or McAdory. Right? He went to McAdory yeah, High McAdory. School, guys. I don't know if you, why you guys don't so know that. Pretty, off it's top pretty of your big. Head. It's pretty big, big ish high school. I mean, it's nothing like. To see and, what level and, and it's at. Yeah. Six, it's 6A now, isn't it? So I've got Bo Jackson. I'm going to take now to. I think I'm going to take another – I think I'm going to take a quarterback here. And I think it's going to make people really angry, especially Ryan Starrett and probably Josh Black. But based on what I've got at quarterback – Is it Cody Burns? No. <laughs> now, you know what? I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep it easy, keep it simple. I'm going to take the second-best quarterback in Auburn history. Jason Campbell will be my quarterback. Oof. There you go. I almost took I almost took I almost took Nick Marshall, but then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna make Ryan that upset. I'm taking his guy. So instead I took Jason Campbell. But I know I know there's some people who are mad at me right now for not taking um the Heisman trophy winner, but Pat Sullivan, but I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm taking Jason Campbell. I think Jason Campbell is the Ryan, did you know Jason Campbell is the second in all time? Completion percentage for Auburn behind Cam Newton in career. Chief, did I know? That did you know that that Jason Campbell is number two all time for Auburn in completion percentage for a career? Yeah, I think so. I think we talked about this before yeah. when we were uh, dogging on Ryan for not thinking he was uh, the second best quarterback in Auburn history. Now, why is it definitely not? It's odd that. Pat Sullivan isn't on this list. I wonder if they just didn't count. 
completion percentage because he's on the completions list at number five. He had 819, 452 completions. Boy, his percentage is not good. They just threw the ball a ton. They really ran just air yeah. raid with him. He had 470 yeah. completions and 739 attempts. Meanwhile, Jason Campbell had 552 completions and only 854 attempts. So, uh, does, does Ben Leard ha- hold, still hold the single? No, uh, it was probably Todd, right? Ben, ben Leard, Leard was is the number most... seven in completion percentage. Okay, he was the most passes thrown in a season at one point. Attempts? Uh, yeah, most attempts, I think. Uh, I can look that up for you. Ben Leard is currently the single season completion percentage record holder. Oh, that's impressive. We didn't have a running back. If you combine that with the most attempts. Now, I don't know why he's not Cam Newton, how Cam Newton is the single season completion percentage, how Cam Newton is the career, sorry, completion percentage holder, but not the single season. Uh, He's a 661 in 2010. Oh, because of a minimum 150 attempts. Because Cam took a threw a ton of passes that year, whereas Ben Leard only threw 150 attempts and uh, only threw 111 completions in '99. So Cam right, so t- Cam threw the ball over twice as many times as Ben Leard did. <laughs> so. Let's wrap up the second round here, Chief. Whereas Jarrett Stidham threw the ball 370 times in 2017 to Cam Newton's 280 in 2010. All right. So um, I'm going running back. I'm taking my best available running back on the board after Bo Jackson, Ronnie Brown. Recent uh, Alabama Sports Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. Ronnie Brown was your pick? Yep, Ronnie Brown. I've always been a, a Ronnie Brown uh, stan, as the kids say. Uh, I was always a big fan of Ronnie. Uh, so well, I know what Crow thinks of the orange visor. I love it. The best. Um, with my next pick, I'm already ready for this as well. I'm going Frank Sanders. So... Uh, Feeling pretty good about my team at this point with the uh, seventh pick here. So you are Cam, Ronnie, Frank Sanders. You've got Cam, Ronnie Brown, and Frank Sanders. That's pretty darn good. Man, Ryan, we're going to have to pick up the pace. (laughs) Um, If uh, if Cam goes down, Ronnie can run a little Wildcat quarterback, so I'm uh, I'm good there. Uh, Frank will catch anything that you throw near him, so um, pretty excited about that. So. so Frank was a regular Duke Williams ahead of ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're basically the same person. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Frank was a—he's uh, probably the first uh, Auburn wide receiver whose name I like knew. I mean, I knew of Terry Beasley, but like I knew Frank Sanders. Like that. Well, was... who's the guy who in, ended up at the Panthers for a while? Early on, not early on, early Panthers. Frank, Frank Sanders? I don't know. Was he with the Panthers? You're not thinking of Stephen Davis, are you? No. Oh, yeah, no, that was no. not Stephen Davis. Running back. Wide receiver. Right. 
I don't know. There's there's a pretty short list of all receivers <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. NFL. I'm looking up Auburn wide receiver. All right, is it my turn? Yeah, we're back yeah. to you. And James Jones is screaming right now. Yeah. Way, as he's don't worry, I'm Googling I don't know. I, I'm not sure if we recognize the Panthers on this podcast anymore. So. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. Gosh, I think. Pre-Shay Rodriguez? Is that who you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he played for the Panthers. No, it's good. Pre-Shay Rodriguez. Um... I killed with him in NCAA, by the way. I just killed people with him. I was more of a Rod Rodriguez Smith fan. Because mm. <laughs> um, of his name, the way he spelled his name. Rodriguez. So, Ryan, put me down for... Dang, 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 dang. This is, this is tough. You've got a pretty traditional-looking offense right now with Campbell and, and Bo. I mean... I know. You want to go the two back or? Uh... I'm pretty traditional as it goes. People say that about me. Like, man, this guy. Um, I'm gonna go way out on a limb here. Um, he doesn't have a huge NFL career. Nah, but he is. He's a he's a player that can get it done when he needs to get it done. I'm gonna go with. Um, shoot. Guys, this is tough. This is really tough. Because I don't want to uh, pull a raven here and because here's the issue: <laughs> the simultaneously, you don't want to pick somebody bad, and you don't want to pick somebody that's going to get you made fun of on the slack. <laughs> and it's like equal equal amounts of of, uh, of stress. Um, shoot, I'm going to go with. Just take Booby and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with from the 2004 team. Throwing, getting getting balls from his quarterback once again. Ben Obomanu at wide receiver. Mm. I know that's going to – I picked him way too high, I feel like. But I loved him in college. Yeah, me too. I, I think he that. was the most talented – I think everyone loved Courtney Taylor in that, in that class, and rightfully so. But I really think Ben Obamanu had just chops. I think he was a great ben, player. Ben Obamanu and Devin Aroma should do. I, I love them. I love them both. What's funny about the two of them is that you you almost want to say they're the same player. Sure. Like Obamanu and Aroma should do. Names are super, so similar, and yeah. But Obamanu was much more of the, in my opinion, the NFL style wideout. They were very similar size, though. But I, I always felt like, you, you know, a guy and from that group that I was, I, I was really high on was Anthony. Oh, Mix. Anthony Mix was everybody's favorite. He's, he's a favorite. giant yeah, fan he's favorite. Anthony Mix. I can't figure out why Mix didn't catch on as a NFL tight end. I'll never. Nice guy. Figure that out. Nice guy. I think I'm thinking of Tim Carter. By the way. Oh, I love Tim Carter. Yeah, he's the wide receiver that I heard of first. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're back to me. Um, I can kind of do uh, I can have some fun with this because you guys already have quarterbacks. And unless you're taking a quarterback to put at wide receiver as your flex, I don't have to take a quarterback right now. 
Um, Nick Marshall would probably make a great uh, kick, <laughs> kick returner. There you go. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling here. I, I don't want to lean too heavily into wide receiver without taking, uh, without getting a traditional passing quarterback. Um. Now, the point so, of this is to get guys who are going to score fantasy points, right? Sure. Sure, okay. Oh, I mean, just just make your team. It's, it's whatever you want okay. it to be. Okay, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, so who's your pick? I am actually going to go back with a wide receiver and uh, a guy that by the end of his career will probably be the second best receiver in Auburn history. If we ever get a season in, um, I'm going to go with Seth Williams. Going with the recent guy. Okay. Yeah. His production um, as a underclassman with not great uh, quarterback play has been unreal. Uh, you know, he more or less won that uh, Texas A&M game as a freshman, that big comeback uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, he's probably going to, uh, be an early round pick in the NFL draft next year. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's my pick there. It's not a bad pick. I like it. So that gives me my two receivers. Uh, Beasley and Seth, a little old school, a little new new school. Um, and yeah, at this point, I, I I'll go ahead and take Nick Marshall. Um, he's he's going to light up the fantasy scoreboard. I mean, he's going to put fifty to hundred yards rushing on the ground, rushing touchdown, maybe four hundred fifty yards against Bama. Who knows? Interesting. Never. Good. Good pick. Good pick. Interesting. Jeremy Johnson has a higher career completion guys, percentage. Guys, we didn't take uh, Pat Sullivan. I know. <laughs> I, Josh I know. is going to be mad at us. I know this. Josh and Drew both. It's a modern game. He was, the, he was a pre-modern player, yet played a very modern style. Um, Josh, Josh Black is going to kill both of you. I almost took him <laughs> over Jason Campbell, but I am – as the preeminent Jason Campbell, second best player, second best quarterback in Auburn history, proponent on this podcast, I had to take him. Um, is this a points per reception league? I have to ask. That <laughs> I think I know um, where you're going with this, girl. Because if it is, I'm taking Ryan Davis as my next pick, mm. the all-time leader in receptions in Auburn history. Pretty good, pretty good pick. Um, my guy didn't have a ton of yards. But he, he had 178 catches. He There's is, nobody even close to him. No. Courtney Taylor, is number, list. Courtney Taylor is number two at 153. You would need, wow. like, you know, a couple of really amazing games to catch him. A pretty a, good season would catch him for some, some players on this team on Auburn. Where's, where's Ronnie Daniels at on this? Uh... All-time receptions? Yeah. Not in top ten. You have the top ten in receptions. It is Ryan Davis, Courtney Taylor, Carson Bailey, Terry Beasley, Tyrone Goodson, Emery Blake, Frank Sanders, Darvin Adams, Rod Rodriguez Smith himself, and then Greg Taylor. And I think Seth Williams snuck into the back end of that by the end, the end of, the of last year. year. I think you're right. Because in receiving yardage, uh, who would you ask about, Chief? Ronnie Daniels? He's 15th yeah. in yardage. 
1446. Okay. Number one in yardage is Terry, the venerable Terry Beasley, uh, 2,507 yards receiving. And again, that's not that, that's amazing, but Auburn's receiving yardage numbers are really pedestrian compared to like most schools. Everybody else. Yeah, like Oklahoma will put 10 guys a season with 100 catches, it feels like. All right, so let's uh, let's finish up the fifth round. Here Meanwhile, Ryan Davis, everyone pick. complains about him because all he caught were short passes. He's 14th in career yardage as well. It wasn't like he just caught screen passes. Sure. He well, made he caught screen miss. passes and turned them into big plays. Yeah, and that's a talent. And we got sure. Jason Campbell throwing to Ryan Davis and handing off to Bo Jackson. And Ben Obamati. <laughs> okay, so I'm up. Yeah. Uh, let's finish out the fifth round and then we can review our teams where we're at so far. Maybe take a commercial break. All right. So, uh, I am going to take Philip Lutz and Kirkin. All right. That's your tight end. We don't, we don't have a lot of tight ends in this, uh, in, at Auburn and he's the best. So <laughs> taking Philip, he, he was, I mean, part of it was he played in the most exciting offense Auburn has ever had probably, um, with, with Cam Newton. You know about 09 with uh, Ben Tate and Chris Todd? I mean, he did pretty good that year. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he he came to Auburn at a time where we have, had our most exciting offense we've ever had, unless you think it's been more exciting with Gus's head coach. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think – would anyone argue that he's our best tight end? Well, no, no, without a doubt. I mean, he's uh, he's scoring up there with receivers in terms of yard, or maybe not yards, but catches and touchdowns. Uh, if you're building, uh oh, uh oh, Ryan, I think we lost Ryan. He's completely gone. <laughs> he's he's frozen on my screen, but I can't hear him. All right, so I can't hear him either. Um, I can hear you, Chief, loud and clear. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, I guess it's a good keep, time to go ahead and take that break. I think a commercial break will come back. And maybe Ryan will be back. Maybe I'll just run the draft from here, and I'll make Ryan's picks, and he'll pick. Uh, <laughs> he'll pick Chris Todd as his backup quarterback. <laughs> and we're back with 33 minutes and 47 seconds elapsed in this podcast, and Chief has just taken Philip Lutzen Kirkin as his tight end, mm-hmm. and it is now your. Your choice, and I can. I have the. I have the dock open, so I can. I can make those picks for Ryan. Mm. Can you? Yeah. Oh. So well, not. I make... can't make him for Ryan, but sorry, I can fill him in for him for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh no, he's he's totally gone off my screen now. Uh, well, in that case, at running back, I will be taking Brent Fullwood. That's an excellent. That's an excellent pick. How about you check out those yards per carry? Yeah, it's unbelievable. That <laughs> so Brent Fullwood is one of those guys that I don't believe gets enough gets enough text. Oh, I can't edit this. He didn't give me editing for the Google Doc. That's just like Ryan. If you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> he won't let us edit it. All right. Well, all right. I'll remember it in, in Monaghan that. Uh, That that he you took Brent Fullwood. Is it my is it my uh my pick? It is. You're you're up. I I'm also keeping track of my picks over here. Oh, Ryan's back. Ryan, hello. 
Ryan, can you hear us? Hey, there we go. He was never gone. Um, I just took Brent Brent Fullwood with pick number 16, first round and or first pick in the sixth round. Right? Is that right? That is right. And then so now it's your turn again, right? Oh, do we want to take a recap here real quick or well yeah, let's recap after yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a commercial. Okay. So right now we've got at quarterback. Chief has Cam Newton. I have Jason Campbell. Ryan has Nick Marshall. At running back, Chief has Ronnie Brown. I've got Bo Jackson. Ryan has the Cadillac. And then Chief has taken another running back and Brent Fullwood. No one else has taken their second running back yet. At wideout, Chief's got Frank Sanders. I've got a pair of wideouts, Ben Obamanu and Ryan Davis. And Ryan has Terry Beasley and Seth Williams. That's pretty good. The, Those the, are, you guys have got, got good combos there. Yeah, and it yeah, tied I'm in. Liking my receivers. Yeah, I think I'm really I'm I don't know about my roster. I think I we're gonna run a lot of short stuff. I think Bo's gonna be our <laughs> Bo's gonna be our home run threat, pun intended. Um I was about to say, are you gonna line Bo up uh, in the slot sometimes or we're gonna have to. We're a lot of wheel routes to get some <laughs> stuff done. We have no deep threats. Um, and Chief has a tight end in Phil Bluff and Kirkin. So now it's, it's my pick. No, it's Chief's second pick, right? Yeah. No, no, you I picked Lutzy and Floyd. Okay, yeah, so it's my pick. Um, man, that's tough. I need to pick a running back, a tight end, and a defense and a flex. And kick, kick your turner and punter sure, if we, we want to do that. We can get to that. I mean, I know <laughs> Robert Dunn will be there for me. Let me think. I'm going to take at running back. Because I feel like Ryan's not going to take all your Tillman. So I've got time to, I got time on him. That's a good, that's a good, good shout. Dude, I would take him right now, but I feel like I got time. Because. Well, now you gave it away. 86 Iron Bowl, man. We could just snipe him from you. Yeah. I really hope you don't, man. Because, yeah, I don't know if you know who he is. <laughs> or that there was an Iron Bowl in 1986 or 1986 was a real year his son was on our team recently oh yeah he was um, yeah that's right you know what I am going to take Lawyer Tillman give me Lawyer Tillman there are enough running backs in Auburn football for me to for me to find one late, in a later round but tight end you're, you're playing to the strength of uh, you know you got Jason Campbell so you want to get him some targets you know Bo's going to be the iron, the workhorse at running back. Yeah, if I have to settle for a Kenny Irons, I mean, that's a, not a not much settling. Yeah, there's definitely plenty of choices at all the running back. Yeah. All right. So, and Lloyd Tillman makes, makes Drew McCracken and, and Josh Black get off my back. And <laughs> I feel like you're just pandering at this point. Well, <laughs> you know, there was a reverse, 86 Iron Bowl. Everybody's seen it a million times. <laughs> Speaking of pandering, uh, I know there's one guy who um, a couple people in our little college and mag group consider the second best running back in Auburn history. Ben Tate. And that is Tucker Fredrickson. Oh. Oh. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make going to pair him with uh, yeah. Caddy there. Dig deep. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good pairing. And uh, so that'll give you some brownie points, hopefully, from the older crew. <laughs> Yeah, you went even older. Yeah. My backup quarterback's Pat okay, Sullivan. So I, no one else knows that but me. 
What's that? My backup quarterback's Pat Sullivan. Are we drafting backup quarterbacks? No. <laughs> we, still flex we can do it. We can do a two uh, QB league. Wait, Ryan, you put Lawyer Tillman as my flex. He's my tight end. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't, don't. I got, I got plans for that flex position. <laughs> All right, so I got another pick here. Uh, when I've got my, my top five, pretty much quarterback, two running backs, two receivers. So I've got some, uh, some flexibility. Do I? Do I get another receiving target or do I just lean into the fact that with Nick Marshall, we're just going to run every play? Um, I think I'm going to do that. The thought of Nick Marshall running the zone read with Tucker Fredrickson and Cadillac Williams is pretty good. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're just going to run straight up wishbone back there? A little, pretty much. Little, little option, triple option? I mean, just throwing it yeah. as far as you can for Terry Beasley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's my possession guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take another running back and, uh, somebody, somebody I know has, uh, he, he can shoulder a load if he needs to, he can, he can run for 300 yards in a big game if he needs to, uh, it's going to be Trey Mason. Mm. Well, there you go. Put him in my flex. It's pretty good. I think he's second in, uh, yards in a single season. Isn't that right? Behind Bo. Or he set the record. He almost had 300 yards in one game. So he did have 300 yards. Okay. He was like two yards off the bottom record, mm. which I was mad about because we pretty much rested him. Yeah. At the last two or three drives. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't that the SEC championship game? It was. Right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Guys, Missouri should not be in our conference. <laughs> Where is the rushing touchdowns stats? Yeah. So it's well, I, I was really uh, I was on the fence about oh. going for a reach here and getting a, a speed guy, and so it would, it, to do that it would have been either McCaleb or Corey Grant, and mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm not really leaning on production at that point, just uh, you know getting somebody to do a pull an end around or. Trey Mason also has the career record in um, rushing touchdowns in a season with 23. Yeah, Trey Mason was pretty good. You know who's number two in that? Is, is Cam Newton. Is, is it Cam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine Trey Mason and Cam on the same team. That would have been. That would have been fun. Pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar, similar offense with. Like, <laughs> though. Sure. I mean, they were they were similar running backs, especially I think if you had seen Dyer get into his third year. Yeah. All right, so Crow. Yeah, so, so I, I was going to go with my beloved Ben Tate, but mm. but I'm sitting here looking at this media guy. And when it comes to yards per carry, and it comes to rushing touchdowns in the season, which is just unbelievable, some of the guys on this list, and then it makes me think that in fantasy football, you really want a guy who just scores goal line touchdowns. That's kind of an important stat. And if you can do other stuff, like get a lot of yards in a game, or you're going to take 1999's Heath Evans. Well, <laughs> he's on this list. I'm going to take 2017's Carryon Johnson. Oh yeah. You realize that Carryon Johnson averaged 
4.8 yards a carry in 2017 and scored 18 touchdowns behind only Cam Newton and Trey Mason for single-season rushing touchdowns. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, he had a run, was it maybe mid-season around the Ole Miss game or so, where I think he had eight or nine touchdowns in three games or something like that. He's, he's fourth he was just, all-time. He was he's tied with Trey Mason at fourth all-time. I almost took Joe Cribbs just because 34 touchdowns is unbelievable. I don't care mm-hmm. who you are. Um, and then Stephen Davis, unbelievable player as well. I was one of the best receiving backs we've had. But too. that's the other thing. I kind of wanted another receiving threat um, for Jason Campbell. That was so I think uh, Crow might just go full air raid here. We are. We're going to go full <laughs> air raid with Bo Jackson doing halfback passes too. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, double passes here, yeah. Well, since you guys have both taken both of your wide receivers, correct? Well, yeah, but right. I have a flex open still. No, that's true. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick my defense. I'm going to take the 0-4 defense. Nice. That's beat. Very nice. Um, I'm going to get that. Just go ahead and get that off the board. And then I'm going to take... Um, hmm. Interesting. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Karsten Bailey. Um, for my second wide receiver spot. So. Carson, uh, sorry, Carson Bailey reminds me not of the man Carson Daly, but of the line. There was a chameleonaire freestyle from a couple of years ago, back when I was really into freestyle Houston rap, in which he said, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A, a couple years ago or like 15 years ago? <laughs> this was when I was in high school, so 2003-ish. 20 years ago. Yeah, okay. I was really into freestyle Houston rap in the locker room. And uh, he had one of the greatest lines in the history of rap, I think. Um, he said, I don't watch MTV or Carson Daly, but I watch them TVs in my car, son, daily. Mm. I thought that was great. Mm. I think about that every time I think he about Carson Daly. definitely had his ride pimped out by Exhibit, didn't he? Yeah. It's almost <laughs> as good as Jay-Z's, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business, man. Subtle. Ryan, all is it your turn or is it? No, it's my turn. Um, turn. It is back to me. Am I supposed to talk a little bit? About no, it's my turn. Oh. oh, okay. Wait, I was going to skip you if you were Yeah, gonna, I'm after, you know, I'm him, after him. Yeah, it's my turn. Um, Jeez Louise. I'm going to go with a flex player and I'm going to go with Joe Cribbs. I can't believe he's still on the board. Taking the car wash. He's got so so many yards, uh, so many touchdowns. Yeah, I'm taking Joe Cribbs. Probably, uh, along with Brent Fullwood, one of the more underrated Auburn running backs. James Brooks is on that list of underrated Auburn running backs. And then I called that list the Ben Tate All-Stars, the underrated Auburn running backs list. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, Is Ben Tate underrated, though? I think he's Dude, you understand pro- how, properly rated. No, 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 no. Ryan, this thing is so was so good, and yet because those teams were so boring and hard to watch, people forgot that that dude was just consistently getting you 100 yards a game. Like, death taxes, Ben Tate's sure. getting four and a half yards a carry and 100 yards a game. And that's a really ben big Ben Tate deal. was awesome. It's just uh, Auburn has a lot of awesome running backs. I understand, but, like, people will name drop Kenny Irons. Like, he was this – Kenny Irons was not as good as Ben Tate. I'm saying that it's right now. It's because of the LSU game, right? No, like it's because just... it's because Kenny Irons was fun to talk to on ESPN. And those teams won more right. games. 
and then also the LSU game. <laughs> so it's three things. But besides that, Ben Tate was a better player. Ben Tate didn't lose Georgia Tech. No. No. Ben Tate averaged 4.9 yards a carry for his career. Like, that's just what he did. And I like to think that Ben Tate got four or five yards on every carry of his career. He did. Ben Tate was Mustafa <laughs> Heron of football. He Ugh. never got, he never got, you know, a 90-yard carry, but he also never so got did, tackled for a loss. So did, uh, did Tate get, like, all of his yards in one quarter and then just not really <laughs> play the rest of the game? It's or? just like, well, I'm averaging 4.9 yard, yards a carry. Better call it off right here. Got my, got my 110. It's halftime. I'm yeah. done. Mustafa Harriman was 15 points a game, and that was it. But it was every game, 15 points a game. <laughs> All right, so now it's back to me, and I guess yep. we got to discuss how. Okay, how are we filling out this roster? Are we doing specialists? Are we doing returners? Do you hear that airplane? Return slash punt that. return. Just just one one yeah, returner. Just, just one guy and one. Okay. Oh. Uh, Okay, yeah, so if I'm doing that, I'm, so. I'm going to move Trey Mason to my returner position. Whoa! Because he was an awesome returner. Yeah, but well, you're I, gotta, I need to check from the judges. Can we can we just move guys? <laughs> so you wait, time out. Sure. Does that mean your running back position is open and you've drafted Trey Mason? Position. Okay, so your flex position is He's now my third running back. So your flex is open. Okay, and he oh, is wow. now. You're only getting points from Trey Mason at returner. Well, he was he's he took a couple to the house. Yeah, he was probably a, a very more valuable of, running back uh, than he was a returner, though. Yeah, I would say so. Theoretically, uh, considering he had over almost three hundred yards in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's it's happened before where you uh, move never a return man to, uh, to play some running back. No one has ever said you're the best running back on this team, but we only need you to be a returner. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got Trey Returner. That opens up my flex. I've still got tight end on the board, and I've still got defense. Uh, got options. Now, again, we're saying this is they've come into a time machine and are working out and doing nutrition in 2020, do not have coronavirus, <laughs> and are healthy and able to play this fall. So I'm actually going to go back and, uh, like I just was mentioning earlier, I do need a speed guy. I've got some awesome between the tackled running backs, uh, but I want somebody that's going to turn the corner for me. And uh, he didn't really ever get his shot at Auburn. I don't think he was always the second guy behind oh. Trey and behind behind Cameron Artis Payne. And I'm going to take Corey Grant. He had all the speed that uh, sure. All the speed that Ontario McCaleb had, plus another 30 pounds, he could lower the shoulder on you. This is insane. I thought you were going to say Cameron Arnest Payne. That's who I would have taken if I was backing up Trey Mason. But even then, you're talking. I, I, I don't need another between the tackles guy, do I? I don't, we're talking about scoring fantasy points here, Ryan. I'm just building a roster. Okay. Okay, so I, I got to pick another one here. Wait, I thought. Oh, okay. You made yeah, I just took to Corey. So I've got a tight end and a defense left. I think I'm, I know what wait, I'm going to do wait, on wait, defense. Wait. Okay. What? That's right. Never mind. 
I've got a tight end of the defense left. I know what I'm going to do on defense, and I don't think y'all are going to snipe it from me. So I need to go tight end. It's going to take the 2010 defense, isn't he? <laughs> just, just Nick Fairley. <laughs> I want 11 Nick Fairleys. Um, okay. Ruling here. Am I allowed to take a wide receiver and put him at tight end? Or do um, I have to take true tight end slash H back? So you've got to take a tight end or H back. Okay. Take a tight end. Okay. We've got to take Anthony Mix. Uh, I'll take uh, CJ Zama. Okay. Need a good, good red zone threat. I think uh, he and Nick had a okay. good rapport. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you got to get your guys tied in. Sure. And I got to take uh, as many 2013 guys as I can. <laughs> I, I I've got three. Oh, actually, I've got four. Sorry. Can't believe you let, you, you're snubbing Lorenzo Diamond like that. Chief, that is not a name that I'm familiar with. I'm sitting here with Cooper okay. Wallace on the board, and he takes. CJ, so... I mean, Tommy Trout was the other option. To be honest. <laughs> oh man. Mm. All right, my turn, guys. Uh, I'm gonna take all I have left is a defense and a returner. Um, let's see, I'm gonna take that defense from. I'd like to take a Pat Dye defense. Part of me would like to do that. But Wait, then, why do I have? How do you guys only have two left to pick? I have three left. Because you get to pick two in a row. I got you left for two, Chief. What? I've got you down with flex and returner left, and that's it. Oh, you guys aren't. You don't have kicker. I said we're picking a kicker. Oh, we're uh, picking kickers. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. we can leave that on the board. All right. Please tell me one of you is going to take a kicker before the last round. No, I'm taking my kicker last round. Yeah, I'm okay. taking my kicker last round, too. Anyway. I mean, that's what the cool kids do. Ryan, you can do whatever you want. Um, I am... Kick off for turn yardage. I'm taking James Brooks. Hmm, that's a good pick. The all-time Auburn leader in kickoff return yardage. Over to Mon Washington. Who was my number one pick in my head, but edged out by James Brooks by 100 yards. Probably because James Brooks played many more seasons, but still. I feel like in the in the mid 80s in the SEC, it was pretty common to, to punt a lot. Well, so. James Brooks only has um, six more returns because <laughs> people scored more points in 2009, 2010. Where's uh Where's Tim Carter on that list of uh, returning oh, I keep yards? forgetting about Tim Carter. Dad gummit. Well, it's too bad. Holly, <sighs> he's ninth. And you know what? Tim Carter was the guy I was thinking of, and it wasn't the Panthers. It was the Giants because yep. he played against my Cowboys. Yeah, Tim Carter's awesome. I wish I had drafted him. Well, spoiler alert coming up for my second <laughs> pick here. Uh, uh. Is it my turn? Yeah. It is. Okay, well, my flex position is going to one Lionel Little Train, Little Train, James. Um, you guys don't seem to be familiar with Mr. Lionel James. Oh, I know. I I've know never seen him play. My, uh... <laughs> well, me either. He stopped playing for Auburn before I was born. <laughs> but 
Um, you should check out his 1982 season. He's also a pro bowler uh, and an uh, um, all-NFL player. Uh, he, uh, his 1982 season with the Auburn Tigers, he averaged 6.9 yards uh, per – I guess that's per carry. I'm Is it a touch maybe? Get some maybe. receptions in there. Oh, no, no, no. He has a separate number for receptions. It's also – oh, God, where'd it go? Oh, my phone's messing up. Oh, I'd roll with it. He has an Sorry. all-time great Wikipedia page photo, by the way. He has 6.5 yards uh, per catch, it looks like. I, it says average. I'm guessing that's yards per catch and yards per carry, but I, I'm not sure. It's on sports reference. You'll have to. Sure. Um, so the, the dude... Uh, he set the all-time record in... Uh, or the, the single-season record for receiving yards by a running back in the NFL until Marshall Falk broke it. There you go. Um, he, um, so in, in 82, he, uh, had 113 attempted rushes and rushed for 779 yards, 6.9 yards to carry seven touchdowns. He had, uh, 15 receptions for 56 yards. Okay. I was wrong about his, uh, receiving. I was looking at a different <laughs> number. Anyway, uh, 81, he had 7.8 yards, uh, for, per catch, but. That's because he only it was only five receptions. But anyway, the dude could catch the ball. He could run the ball. Uh, he scored a decent amount of touchdowns. Great flex player. That's my guy. Uh, and as Crow pointed out, he was a record holder in the NFL. He had a record uh, that that lasted from '85 until 2000, which was all-purpose yeah, yardage in a season. Lionel James. He was uh, on uh, the 1980 team. So. He, he went back. That's a nice pair and get all purpose back to work with Cam there. Yeah. Um, I consider Ronnie an all purpose back. Yeah. They, when you have Cam at quarterback, you just need yeah. versatility at every other position. Uh, I'm probably running the wishbone too, man. This is why <laughs> Lionel James is why people really should think twice before just automatically saying that Ronnie and Cadillac are the best backfield yeah. in Auburn history because Lionel James and Bo Jackson is pretty unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my next pick, I've spoiled it already. It's going to be Tim Carter. Uh, not because I'm looking at any stats, just because he's the first time I was ever watching or listening to a live football game. I believe I was listening at the time, and someone ran a touchdown back or a uh, kick back for a touchdown. So. Ryan Radio you are snubbing the guy of uh, the biggest play in Auburn football history. Nah, well, oh, I mean, <laughs> yes, the kick six was the biggest play in Auburn history, but it wasn't a kickoff or punt return. Right. It was a return. You didn't say kick yeah. off. you didn't say field goal returner. That was the only person I would have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up. You gotta pick a kick returner. Oh wait, no. I gotta pick a defense. I gotta pick a defense and a kicker. Um, I'm gonna. Gosh, I really like to pick a Pat Dye defense here, guys. But I might. Can you snub Derek Brown? That's the thing. Or can I? Or do I just pick a defense? I think actually, you know what? I am going to make a statement here. I'm going to pick 2019 um, Auburn defense, and that's going to be a big – people are going to be like, wait, what? Why would you do that, Crow? And by that, I mean the four people who listen to this. But uh, I think our good friend of the podcast, um, Fur, Justin Ferguson, late of The Athletic, currently of Twitter, um, had a great tweet about this today about how last year's Auburn defense 
was um, against the Auburn defense last season, quarterbacks with an 80% grade pro football focus, zero. No quarterback had an 80-plus grade. 13 quarterbacks. Every team we played, sub-80, which includes... We played some good quarterbacks, didn't we? Includes, according to Ferguson, FBS is number one, four, 11, 14, and 15 in passing efficiency. So five of the top 15 in passing efficiency played against Auburn last year, and all five of those jokers had sub-80 grades. That includes... Was that Woody Barrett at number 15? Uh, no, that includes Joe Burrow, Jay, Justin Herbert, Tanner Morgan, Jake Fromm, Mac Jones, and Dustin Crumb. Wow. And Mac Jones had two pick sixes against Auburn. One <laughs> off of a bus. Against a team that hadn't really gotten a lot of interceptions <laughs> to that point. No. And by that, I mean, I, I should have said like, Justin Ferguson none. hosted the lunch break, which is by far the best sports talk radio show in Alabama. Yeah, man. Agreed. Yeah. Ryan? I'd say it's the best sports talk show anywhere. I mean, America? Sure. Justin, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, Justin, I'd love to be back on the show again. Just like, (laughs) let me know. Just write a new song then. Yeah. That's probably what I need to do. I need some, I need some sports though, Ryan. That's the issue. Wait, I can um I can come on the show and we can we can discuss how you you let top four just slip through your fingers in the fantasy Premier League. Right? Well, I thought you meant because he's a Man United fan, but they they kept in top four. They did. No, he was he was riding high in the in the top top three or four most of the season. Just let it, let it slip through his fingers. He had bigger fish to fry. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> then probably sure, literally sure anything else. <laughs> Sure, he's crushed. <laughs> Guys, we have two defenses taken off the board, 04 and 19. So I feel like there's only one other that Ryan should be picking. But, but uh, the issue uh, is, I feel like you're gonna tell me 1957's uh, defense was un- 87 defense. Well, 57's defense was unbelievable, like unbelievable. But, yes. but that was pre-integration yes. and also, like, who knows? What if I told you there was a defense that didn't give up any points? At all, to anyone. Was it nineteen oh four? Are you? Yeah. Are you about to pick up nineteen fourteen? Good God! I love the concept of Auburn a- won these games: thirty nine nothing, sixty nothing, twenty nothing, twenty eight nothing, nineteen nothing, fourteen nothing, six nothing. Tied a zero zero game against Georgia, and then seven nothing. Guys, that was season against Carlisle. Seven nothing. Carlisle, that, what? That- what was the full name of that Carlisle school, by the way? Yeah, I was it's just Carlisle. Uh, I believe uh, that Carlisle school. Indians. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but by the way, head because it was Warren. a the Carlisle school was a school for Native Americans, and I believe it was called Carlisle School for Indians. Yeah, uh, they, they were called the Carlisle Indians. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also uh, that team we beat sixty nothing uh, is North Alabama AC. I, I'm not sure what that is. Athletic College. Uh, I think no. it's Athletic Club. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's uh, that's nine games giving up zero points. Sorry, guys, I'm taking that one. Yeah, the Carlisle was the Carlisle Indian Industrial School was the name of the school. Yeah, so it was 
to assimilate the Native American population into mainstream American society. Where was it? Uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Problematic at best, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that leaves us with the last round of kickers. And I'm going to take the Cam Newton of kickers, Daniel Carlson. Because not only was he uh, piling up the stats, kicking field goals, uh, he, he even scored a touchdown. So... Great. That's my guy. Oh, boo. I like Ryan's racist uh, defense he chose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. My turn to choose a kicker. I'm going to go with uh, the only one to win a national championship for Auburn, Mr. West Byram. I mean, I figure there's probably two. Well, but Wes did it. Like, his kick won the national championship. He did what Cam couldn't. Because Cam couldn't get it in, man. Mm. You can make the case that Wes Byron was responsible for two of my favorite plays in the aughts with the national championship kick and then also the beating Florida at running off the field. Doing the the gator job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am looking to make sure that I have something right before I say it on the pod, but I am taking one Jarrett Holmes at kicker. Let that hang out there. Yeah, Chief, I don't know who that is. Who's that, Chief? (laughs) He does uh, know. I'm trying to get what I'm trying to look for is his exact years at Auburn. Um, it would have been the late 90s, mid to late 90s. So is this uh, the guy before John Vaughn? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, this is before Damon before Duvall. John, yes, before Damon Duvall. It was, uh, I believe it went Jarrett Holmes, Damon Duvall, but I'm trying to make sure that that is true. Damon Duvall had an excellent career in the Canadian League. Actually, anyone should have almost picked him because he's also a great punter, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's also the fastest guy on the team at that while he was on the team. Damon Duvall? That's not a good thing. Yes, Damon Duvall. Oh, he was fast, though, dude. We ran a trick play. Wait, hang on. Him. You're taking Jared Holmes you taking Derek, Damon no, Duvall? No, I'm taking Jared Holmes. Okay. I'm not, take, I'm not taking Duvall. He's insane. He was. <laughs> um, He's one of my favorite players in Auburn history. <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to figure out what years that uh, – Holmes played. Yeah, okay. I mean, it he had a, he had a bunch yeah. of run-ins rebelling against the rules of Tuberville, and now it turns out we think maybe Dame Duval was had something. Maybe he was right. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Duval was pretty crazy. Uh, I hope if he's listening to this, I'm sure he could probably admit that his college years were a little uh, rough and tumble. I'm on your side, Damon. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Jarrett Holmes, uh, was a great kicker. Um, I, I can't give you any stats for him, but, uh, he, uh, he could, uh, he could nail them from real far away. That's good. That's good the first real, real, real Auburn kicker that I, I remember. I mean, cause it would have been strange that, uh, a non insignificant portion of Auburn fans can essentially trace the kicker lineage 20 plus years. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
It's wild. I, mean, I feel like, I mean, we, we've never had a, oh, usually shit, go we'll for, have a kicker moment. They usually go for four years. Uh, it felt like that at some point recently. I mean, right now, you can sit there. I don't think many schools can go, oh, yeah, it was this guy, then this guy, then this guy, then this guy. Right. But, yeah, I think Ryan's right. There's something to that, that we've, we've had a pretty – it's pro- it's probably Fine. why so- some of us are so hard on our current kicker. Yeah, because he's not well, that in his last name. Yeah, I. But see, I think it's that and the fact that Auburn's kickers have always been a little bit better than what we've had the last couple of years. Maybe better than your average bear. Yeah, I would say I would say Ace A Carlson had a pretty darn good Iron Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Like all I'm saying is he didn't uh, dink one with two minutes to go in the Iron Bowl. I'll take our kicker versus theirs every time. <laughs> and in his defense, he was asked to do a lot of uh, things his his first yeah, year. As a that, freshman, uh, he was kicking 50 plus yarders, which yeah, a whole other argument to get into there. But yeah, yeah. No, no uh, I mean I, I don't know if that's a like. Auburn Auburn scouts kickers well. Or, All right, so now we got uh, we got the coach because we dedicate scholarships kickers more than other schools do. Uh, I think we care. I don't about know it. the reasoning behind it, but um, yeah, I don't know. All right, now we have to pick a coach. So it's my turn. Hold on. There is no, a back chief. There, there's a thing. Oh, uh, we got to pick a coach. Yeah, your turn on coach. Oh really? <laughs> I'm taking Coach Patrick Fain die. <laughs> well, that's a good idea, Chief, because you've got that um, 04 defense, and you get you got Cam and Ronnie and Brent running Pat Dye's wishbone. <laughs> yeah, I am gonna take Gus Malzahn and have Campbell and Bo and carry on running the Gus Malzahn offense. So, um, just to go back for just a second, there is a story on the site right now from May that uh, one Jack Condon uh, wrote that uh, mentions that? Jared that mentions Jared Holmes in it. So no he way. knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, is it a positive mention? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. What? Why would I pick a kicker that would not get a positive mention? I've just never, never heard of him. You've never heard of Jared Holmes? God. It's because he stopped. I kicking thought you were for putting Stidham at kicker for a second. I'll be honest. Around, around he stopped kicking at Auburn around the time you were born. So yeah, that's <laughs> no. He he was he kicked for Auburn. I think through ninety nine. I think that was it. And then um, uh, it may have been ninety eight. May have been his last year. I'm, I can't I can't remember. Well, Ryan, pick your coach and we can get out of here. We've been on this thing for an hour uh, and ten. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty easy choice here. I'm going to take the guy that brought Auburn's first national title. Purple Heart winner, uh, Shrek Jordan. Yeah, it was a good pick. Angel Stadium. I mean, Jarrett, Jarrett Holmes kicked for Auburn, um, what, 95, 96, 97, 98? Yeah. So he started at Auburn the year you were born. Okay, makes sense. I'm also more familiar with him because his backup was from Fort Payne. So. <laughs> Do you want to recap these teams real quick? Yeah, let's do it. So, Chief, you had Cam Newton with Ronnie Brown and Brent Fullwood at running back, Frank Sanders and Carson Bailey at receiver, Lutzi at tight end, rely on a little, little train James at your flex, 
2004 defense with all of its NFL talent there. Tim Carter returning kicks, Jared Holmes kicking kicks, and Pat Dye leading it the way. Crow, you had Jason Campbell at quarterback, Bo Jackson and Carrion Johnson at running back, Ben Obamanu and Ryan Davis at receiver, Lawyer Tillman at tight end, Joe Cribs at flex, the 2019 defense, James Brooks as your returner, Wes Byram as your kicker, and the current head coach, Gus Malzahn. Uh, and that leaves me with Nick Marshall, Cadillac Williams, Tucker Fredrickson, Terry Beasley and Seth Williams, C.J. Uzama, Corey Grant, the 1914 defense, which gave up no points, <laughs> the uh, Trey Mason returning kicks, Daniel Carlson kicking it, and Suge Jordan. Could you imagine the 1914 defense and all of a sudden Cam Newton trots out there? Oh, it's not like, going to end well. No. <laughs> hey, see? What's this guy doing with the ball? Holy moly, he's dropping back with the pass. He's giving him mean, the, he's giving honest, the business. I'm probably be surprised <laughs> yeah. for reasons other than the fact that he's fast. Well, they got uh, they just got them beating the Carlisle Indians, Ryan. So you never know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's been great. Next week we'll talk about who is the Auburn of each league we can think of around the world. So everybody, uh, Ryan, Chief, think about who is. Do we want the, to source some listener opinions on that? Hundred percent. We always do. Sure. We want other people to do our job for us. Also, just make sure you all tweet at us, whatever, Facebook us. We don't have a Facebook. Yeah, iTunes no. reviews. We've still got iTunes. like four. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Give us some iTunes reviews. Let's, let's, we got to start begging for those. Make them good. We should do it at the top good. of the episode. As Bobani yeah, Jones says, give us five yeah, stars. If you give us four stars, we think you are a hater. All right. <laughs> I'll oh, see nice. you all next week.